You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Okay, Sid Talk, what we were discussing were, was the difference between... I was obviously brought up in the UK and you was brought up in America. And I was asking you about Grindhouse films. Have you actually seen, and then I gave you a bunch of them, like I Spit on Your Grave and Zombie 2 and, you know, Street Trash and Reanimator, those kind of movies, and you hadn't seen them. And then we were discussing the why. And the reason being is, in England... I don't think this is the whole reason. I think it is. Actually. It isn't, because I lived in a very small town that Yeah, but that no is part cable. of the reason. But town, other bigger towns had everything you're talking about. I just wasn't there. Right, but the reason in England was... Because when I was, like, at high school, videotapes... And your were, high school's different age than us. Right, 11 to 15. Right. So, yeah, we only have one school. Well, we have nursery and primary, like, baby school, as I would call it, when you're a child. And then when you're a teenager, you go to high school. Which is the same here, I guess. No, you don't go to high school here until you are 15. True, you don't. What's that school before it called? Junior high. Middle school. Right. So we just have the one high school that you go to, and you go from when you're 11 to when you're 15, and then, or 15 and a half, and then you leave, and you either go and get a job, or you go to college. So in those years, you were exposed to all those videos. And in those years, in England, in 1981 to 1985 would have been the period, there was no cable TV. Cable TV didn't come to England until many, many, many years later. Like in, I think it was in the late 90s even, because satellite TV was the thing there. So the only choices were the three channels that you had on your rabbit ears or videotapes. So we had a little video store down the road. It was like a hop, skip and a jump. You just walk, walk there. And I was 11 years old and I remember going in there and there was a kind of a sleazy guy behind the counter the place smelled of cigarettes. There was videotapes all around. I can see it and smell it. And I would walk up to the counter and say, do you have the evil dead? And I'm an 11-year-old. And he'd go, of course we do. Here you go, 50 pence. And there was no, how old are you, Sonny? None of that. It was just, here's whatever you want. They didn't have porno. Where would you have heard about these things? Um, school, mainly. Other kids say, have you seen the evil dead? And you go, I don't know what that is. Then go in the video shop and then go, oh, the Evil Dead. See it and then realize how amazing it was at 11 years old. So the reason I was, you know, saw lots and lots of terrible movies, I would say, like grindhousey movies, really cheap zombie movies and vampire movies and <clears throat> rape movies were a, a, a big genre back then. I Spit on Your Grave being the... Made, but there was a lot of spin-offs of that, like Death Wish series and all that stuff. I saw all those movies in that period of time, only because there was nothing else to watch. Like, videotape was it. If you were to watch movies, there was videotapes or the cinema. But to see all the grisly, kind of off-the-wall kind of stuff, videotapes was it. The only way. But you could walk to that store. Yes. Videotape didn't come to our area until I was like a junior, senior in high school. That's 17, 18 years old. 16, I mean, videotape 18. existed, just nobody could rent them. There was no... Well, you could have gone to Kirksville. But Kirksville is almost an hour away from where I lived. And then the grocery store didn't get stuff until I was like junior, senior in high school. And I was happy to watch just TV. I mean, I would sit and watch all TV all day from the time it started till it went off at midnight... And then, if you wanted, we didn't have a VCR, so we had to rent a VCR with the videotapes later when they did come out. So you'd have to rent that for like three dollars. Carry the VCR. Yep, it was a in like a ass. big case, and then you had to get, and then you had to take it all back the next day. Well, if you have to drive twenty minutes to one town that has it, or forty-five minutes to another, you don't, you just don't do it. You just shut up and watch TV. That's it. You just get over it and watch. And I mean, I didn't even have any plus to go see a movie was almost an hour drive because it was in the whole town that was that far away. So to go to the theater, you didn't watch indie stuff. There was none of that. Yeah, none it of was that. all what was on the three cinemas. I mean, the one cinema with three screens that we had was whatever was It was, was the popular. big stuff, E.T. and Jaws and, and Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was all that stuff um, in, in the cinema for, for us anyway. Well, that came... Raiders of the Lost Ark was what, 80? 
In the 80s. Yeah. Around that time. I never went to see, like, Star Wars or anything like that. That was But I did go see, like, Halloween and Halloween 2 and Halloween 3. And... Problem problem for us, for the cinema, was... um, The nearest cinema to me was a bus ride of about 45 minutes. And when you're an 11-year-old, parents are not really into that. Like, going off for 45 minutes on your own and coming back. So videos was kind of it. Like, I mean, we could go to the cinema on special occasions. So I just ended up watching all these trashy movies, Grindhouse movies, as I just looked at a bunch and they were named as Grindhouse movies. And I was like, that's how I saw them. I would have never saw them if that video thing wasn't a, wasn't a big deal. I, I would have never saw any of that stuff to this day because I don't go seeking any of that out now. It was just a very of-the-moment thing. I used to walk into that video shop, Mr. Sleazy Bloke Behind the Cow would say... <laughs> what are you looking for today? And I go, well, I really like that zombie movie that I watched. Is there any more? And he'd go, hold on. And he'd cut these five different zombie movies. And I'd be like, oh, I can only afford one. <clears throat> and then it'd be some weird Italian zombie movie. And then when I look on IMDb and go, oh, I've seen that movie. That's weird. That's how I saw it. So you are missing a bigger <laughs> portion of shitty movies. It's no, not a bad thing. <laughs> no, I can also imagine that I know more about TV from the 70s and 80s oh, in probably. America than you I know nothing about that. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> My brother used to call me the walk-in encyclopedia of TV because I could tell you what was on, when it was on, what channel it was on, and when it was going to be rerun. So why we were talking about that subject was today's movie review. So if you're listening, this is Saturday, January the 18th. This is after the show number 310 a weekly podcast where we review a new Blu-ray release. And this week's review is Machete Kills. It's a 2013 movie released on Blu-ray on the 14th of January, so you can pick it up now. It's rated R. It's from our friends at Universal. The tagline's Train to Kill, Left for Dead, Back for More. Now, before you do the synopsis, what we did today was we haven't seen the original Machete, and it's a... It's an absolute miracle that I have never seen this movie because I'm a huge fan of Grindhouse, uh, Quentin Tarantino's movies and Robert Rodriguez. For some reason, I never watched this one. So what I did was I went out and bought the Blu-ray of the original and we watched both back-to-back, which happened to be a good idea, I think. So Sid thought the synopsis for Machete Kills, the second of the movies. Uh, There's all one big movie to me. (laughs) But you know, in this purpose, I mean, it's got the same theme all really through. It's very much highlights the idea. Well, the heart of the problem, it seems, is the American-Mexican border, right? So then you got the cartels, you got the corrupt politicians in America, you got Machete in the middle of it as the vengeance kind of guy because of shit that happens. And then it sort of spirals out of control and machete kills in this, like, a bigger, which is easily identifiable, and I'm sure Rodriguez would say it to your face, it turns into a combination of a Bond adventure, because machete now becomes sort of this unkillable, bigger than life, not superhero or anything, he just kicks ass all the time. He's a man with... The right on the right and justice on his side, and then everyone else is corrupt, and then it sort of turns into like bigger than the American Mexican border, and more like we, a typical hu- huge villain wants what complete chaos in the world, so that they can then come um, capitalize on that, and that's kind of how it goes. And it's funny because at the moment and there's we're... lots of heads getting chopped off, and lots of blood, and lots of whacking because it's called machete. And at the moment we're watching all the Bond movies, and we watched <laughs> yeah. one last night actually, Live and Let it's Die. It's easy to identify Bond things. Live and Let Die is actually very close to the one there kind of. I mean, they're talking about... They're actually parodying Bond movies in a way in this movie. And Live and Let Die just felt very close to it. I don't know if it's a parody. I think that's just using... Tribute to, or... I I don't think. I think it's just taking that idea of a dude and then, like, elevating each element of it to, you know... But there's definitely... There's obvious Bond references. But let's just go back to the first machete, which we also saw today. Um, I feel that the first one was it was a bit more shackled down like it, it it was more it's crazy the first one does have some crazy things in it like in the entrails yeah. thing but the second one is this one what we just watched machete kills it is bananas it is it 
it it really is a different movie to the set, to the first one. So I mean, I disagree. Uh, I think it, it's it just goes, a progression. I I think it. I didn't expect what, where it went. It, it. I don't want to spoil it, but there again, the opening sequence. The, there's a fake trailer attached to the beginning mm-hmm. of it in the grindhouse style. And that fake trailer kind of... And I instantly knew that's what we were in toy- head for. Yeah, so and, it, and it goes literally sky high. I mean, it's different than the first one. The first one's more of a, let's set this up. And then the second one's, let's just go crazy with the idea. Um, I, can't, I can't say I preferred one over the other. Uh, let's say let's just, for start, did you like these movies? Remember what I said last week? No. What did I say? You do. I said, uh. Oh, you said you were really not looking forward to this. You can't see how anybody would like that Danny Trejo. You didn't see any appeal in I don't see what appeal is, yeah. Right, okay. So, with that said, <laughs> I think what do you think of these movies? I have to say I changed my mind. Because I was totally entertained. I had the gut feelings of, like, fuck yeah. Like, these guys are bad. Like, bad. He does and paint a good bad guy. He paints a really good bad guy. And having a person of few words... Who just, and he's not like, he is, he like skirts the line of supernaturally being able to avoid bullets and then yeah. yet being able to take a machete or a knife and do his, the bad guys in close up, not in any sort of like spectacular way, unless he chops her head off. But that kind of sold me that he wasn't like, he's a little bit of a one liner. Because that's all he really says. He, they don't even bother. But I didn't roll my eyes, and I di- I wasn't like that's ridiculous. It all just worked, and minus the extreme, unnecessary chopping and guts and but the chopping and guts and stuff is so silly though. In, in fact, they don't go out right. But and the idea is not silly at all. No, like, but I mean, Robert Rodriguez doesn't go out. He even makes it look like plastic heads flying around and stuff. It doesn't even look. Um, it looks very. I don't think he intentionally makes it look fake. I think he just does what he does. I think on he the just. Cheap. I, I think he does it on the cheap. Well, this movie's supposed to be like a cheap grindhouse movie, so right because of its style, it seems comic booky to me, even though it's violent, like Kill Bill, for instance. The the violence in that seems more violent because it's very. Well, this is lots of violence. It is, but I never kind of got wincy at it or anything like, oh, this is gross or it was just all very. Silly no, but then me. it becomes gratuitous. Then you're just watching everyone get their heads lopped off, and it sort of desensitizes. There is a lot you. of that. so it doesn't. It's not necessary, hundred percent. I would rather have seen some of the fights that he did. I mean, up the movie's machete. I know, I'm saying, the fights that he does up close, where he does people in with his machete or a knife or some other weird household implement, I'd rather see that over and over and over than him swinging from a helicopter blade with his machete in his hand and chopping off ten guys' heads at one time. Which is actually the the kind of thing that happens in this movie. (laughs) Right, and so that's, that's, it doesn't do anything other than you go, oh shit, but then if you just keep it with the really, the more down-to-earth ones, quote-unquote... I would like that better. But overall, I see it as one big movie, so I can't really talk about it as two different movies. Because it's all together in my mind. It it goes together well. It fits together just right. They're not different to me. It is You've started the story. Because we've never even seen his origin or anything. We see him right coming in. We don't know his past. So we only know where we pick him up at. And it all just blurs together. What me. I also found about it was... Um, there's not many people who can pull this kind of movie off without it, without it seeming uh, that's a load of old shit. I can't. I mean, you, I've seen Bitch Slap is a prime example. You you didn't see Bitch Slap, no, but I did, and it was a movie trying to be like these movies, right? It was a oh no, we want to make one as well, and it's just somebody made a movie, like, and it just came across as this is just really low quality shit. Which you could say about Machete, if you watch it, you could say this is a really low-quality, shitty movie. But there's something about what Robert Rodriguez does. And I don't know if it's because they did Grindhouse and you you know that they did Grindhouse and said, look, we're going to make this movie that looks really bad and is entertaining in a way that tributes... Well, he didn't invent the idea. No, that tributes this thing from the, the drive-in theatres in America or the videotape boom of the 
Right, and I know none of that, so to me it just is what it is. So I don't know if that, though, adds a bit of a seal to what Tarantino or Rodriguez Right, does. but in a brain like mine, it doesn't have that. Because I've sat on watch Bitch Slap and I've gone, well, I'm this this movie is the kind of movie that I would probably like. I like these kind of movies. And I watched that one and went, wow, this is... Yes, it's a, it looks the same. Right, but you're also bringing all that stuff... No, I'm saying, like yeah, it said. looks the same. It's the kind, I mean. same You're kind of plot. You're bringing that history it's just in that with good. you, and I have none of that. I don't, well, I've never watched any grindhouse movie until the but movie. But, I mean, at face value, out. this looks like a load of trash, right? It, it seems like a trashy, cheap, terrible really. movie. Like, not really. It's not got a good... It's not really that good a story. It's, it's, oh, I disagree. It's got an awesome story. I mean, it's silly. I don't think it's silly at all. You don't think Machete Kills is silly? I think that when you layer on top the crazy villain guy, yes. But un- at the core of it, it's like... I, I don't think the first one's that silly. No. But the second one is very silly. and But it's supposed to be. It's it's like a hodgepodge of all kinds of stuff. Like, it's it's extremely silly. I don't think... I don't see it that way. I see mm. him as being a, like a wacky, like a mad It's almost cartoonish towards the end. Hmm, I guess I don't see it that way. Other than it's just wacky. Yeah, and it's a parody, and it's a satire. It's the whole thing. It's a comedy. It's a violent... Um, it's all those things slapped together. Whereas the first one's actually not that funny. I don't think I have a sense of humour, because I didn't get the comedy, really. Well, there's a lot of comedy involved in that second one. Especially, like, having somebody like Charlie Sheen be the president. and Where it's quite obvious, you know what Charlie Sheen is, and what he's been through recently. And it, there's things in that movie that are parody of the country, and parody of other well, things. I don't, I don't get any of that. There's lots of subtext in this movie. I, I, I could see it. Like It's just like... That's why that guy's cast as that. That's, you know. I guess I wasn't over. I was going to cast somebody as the president who's like the, you know, who's in the public consciousness at this time as much, you know, when this was made as Charlie Sheen. That just seems like obvious and it seems ridiculous and silly at the same time, you know, but, but it works because it's like that. So it's a satire of where Is it? we're at. Yeah. I mean, if you don't I'm, see that, no. like, you don't see it. But it, it is. I, I will tell you it is. It, I mean, <laughs> you can't tell me that it is if I don't see it. I mean, it. it's quite... It, to me, it was quite obvious. Like uh, Even like... But the first one's not as funny. Even though it's ridiculous. Because a man... Cutting a man's stomach open and then swinging <laughs> yeah. on his entrails through a window. Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't reflect on the whole movie. That's why I don't see the the silly, the funny, the comedy because they're individual little pockets of things where you kind of go, oh, that's just. But the core of the seventies porno whole thing, music that comes on when he's being sexy and stuff, it's all very right, and all those things are fleeting. And then at the heart of it, it's a decent, good guy, bad guy story. To yeah. me, well, yeah, it's. It's, but it's supposed to be, to me, lower quality than most things. It's not Skyfall, for instance. Like if you compare it. I don't want it to be. No, I'm saying it's not that kind of quality bad guy versus good guy. I disagree. I think it's got a really good good guy, bad guy versus each other thing. I mean, it has, but there's a lower quality. And on the surface, it does it in a different way, but it's got a high quality heart, you know? Yeah, but also low quality, and that is the idea, right? The idea is to make a movie that's like an exploitation movie, like a, you know, violence, sex, all that rap, comedy, um, all ra- or satire, and political, etc., uh, state of the country, that kind of thing, all wrapped into one thing. Hmm. I mean, that's what this is, right? I mean, that's what even the first one is. It's it's got everything. It's it's a political message. It's a definitely heavy on the message. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, funny, serious in parts. Absolutely insane in parts. Even the first ones. The very end of it. You're is, just talking about stunts and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, like ridiculous yeah, and over I guess the top. I, I see that as the surface, and that's one thing. But then actually, you know, because my expectations were so low. It filled in a lot of, like, wow, he's thought it through. He's got a really good idea for, like, 
underneath the surface is like a really prickly subject that is hard to approach. And then he kind of throws on top of it, you know, this guy who seemingly can't be killed. And these really awful bad guys, really horrible, you know, racist as we, you know, <laughs> there's a, that can be Bond reference right there, but. I just don't see it as, I think all that stuff that's funny and silly, it's all just for show. It's like the style of it. But it's not really what it is. I personally like the style of the movie, and I like... And I don't think he tries to make a low-quality movie. Well, I like the fact that he didn't choose to put the grindhouse green all over this movie the entire time. He does it in the opening sequences of Mm -hmm. both of them, and then drops it completely. And if you watch Grindhouse, it's all all the way through, there's burn marks on them. And after a while... I was almost like, yeah, I get the point. I don't need it anymore. But in this, he just uses it f- sparingly. And then the rest of it looks really cool. Like, And I like... What I really like about Robert Rodriguez is his special effects. Now, they are not the best special effects in the world. No. But because of the subject matter, they work really well. And I like... I would like to see how they're all done. But unfortunately, the extras on this, they don't really show how they're done. Because there are some like really amazing special effects where I'm like... This movie didn't really cost that much to make, but that looks amazing. Like it is, and then there's somewhere you go, that looks like somebody really did it like as just as least as they could do to make it look like something's happening. But I mean, there were gunshots that weren't even done with squibs or whatever they're called, and they're they're CGI'd on. You can see what it. You can see it. But then I think, well, if you know, grindhouse movies were made today. They would be made cheap because that's the idea. Aren't there probably some? Like, like that bitch leopard just yeah. talked about. That's the only one I can think of. But yes, there are probably other people who've made lower budget ones. But yeah, you would be making it with a low budget. And I think now CG blood squirting out is probably cheaper than actually going and rigging everybody up with stuff. Like, and it costing, you know, that costs a lot of money. So. I like his special effects because they remind me of Spy Kids even. Spy Kids special effects are very similar. You can, it kind of has a, a standard, <clears> but <throat> it doesn't look rubbish. Like, what was it we watched last week where I was like, wow, there's some really bad green... Oh, no, it was Hit... Hit... Hit Girl. Kick-Ass 2, mm-hmm. where I said, wow, there's some really bad... Especially that van sequence yeah. that I mentioned. And Bond. We have to remember that Bond has a lot of shady... But that van sequence in Kick-Ass 2, I remember watching and going, wow, that's really, doesn't look that good. If you And if you rewatch it, I rewatched it and I was like, yeah, it's really bad if you're especially concentrating on it. This doesn't have those moments. It doesn't have like, it's oh, wow. Quick. Yeah, it doesn't have, oh, wow, there's a stuntman. There's a, you know, it doesn't have all that. It's, I just quite kind of like how he does it. Um, so let's get into the cast of this movie. And it, the idea of these movies is like, a lot of famous people show up. And it's kind of... Sometimes they can be in it short. Sometimes they can be in the whole duration of the movie. But there are a lot of people. And we're talking about the second one here. So Danny Trejo reprises the role of Machete. Do you like him now then? I think as Machete. I don't know that I would want to see him anything else. But I liked what he did. Yeah, and it's... It's pretty much like, like you say, it's not much in the way of dialogue for him at all. Mm-mm. And then he has to act tough. And we, uh, you know, he's a 60, over 60 year old man. And he pretty, he does a good job. He's, yeah. He's grizzled. He, you know, I, I don't know if he does all his own stuff. And stunts. from what they say, he's not that way. So, and when you see him just behind the scenes, he's not, so he's, he's putting on a good... Hard man, like yeah, machete. Yeah. I've been damaged. Bad shits happened in my life, and he's he's yeah, grizzled is a good word. And now, who better to have as the main bad guy? I guess in this movie, and I can see this is like a. You even said like I wonder what um, Robert Rodriguez said to Mel Gibson to like. I said he probably said to him, "Everybody already thinks you're batshit crazy." So, so in real just life, run with that, like so whatever we tell you to say. <laughs> Just go with it. And he plays the Voz, the main villain. And it's it's a very Bond villain. Um, but not a Bond villain, like a Bond... It's like super insane dude who wants to rule the world. Yeah. Um, and it's Mel Gibson, and it's really hard like to review Mel Gibson anymore for me. Mm-hmm. Because he is a complete cock. <laughs> I'm just going to put that down. 
And you used to not have a problem with that. You were like, oh, it doesn't matter to me what people do in their personal life. But now it's you can't subtract it. It's really hard. No, I've, I've even heard more and more. I yeah. just keep hearing more and more about it. And you just think, it. I mean, a lot of the people that I like to watch or music that I like to listen to, artists that I admire, like painters and stuff, they might be cocks too or like horrible people. If I don't know it, then I can't judge on it. But it's hard to support somebody when you know behind it all you know and then you wonder why do other people support it oh right and he's not a bad actor or anything because it no 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 and he even does a good job here and i understand the casting because it makes total sense people in the cultural in culture think i mean he's they think he's well the majority some people probably agree with two uh, two schools one school people are gonna be like it's mel gibson awesome." awesome and i agree with his even with his or they don't know. A lot of people don't watch the news. They don't give a shit. They don't care. All but they he, know is- the casting makes sense because there are a bunch of people who will think, Mel Gibson, I can't stand him. And it could backfire because people sure. might not go and see the movie because he's in it. Um, but I think he did a good job. But I can't... I just can't bring myself to, like, review him, like, because he's... Personally, <laughs> from what I have seen and know about him, he's a complete cock. <laughs> so that's Mel Gibson. Um, Sophia Vergara plays Desdemona. I like her. Yeah, she's. Um, which one is she? She's the main madam lady. Oh yeah, who whips the, the guy? Yeah, and uh, man eater. Man eater is a thing. Yeah, and she's she's really good. A Latino actress, and I don't know her from anything personally. She's from Modern Family. Did you say that's something I'm sure people watch? But um, yeah, she was really good. Really good. And yeah. It's, no. Yeah, it's quite funny too. Like, <laughs> that yeah. one's good, yeah. I mean, she has some pretty funny... And I'm going to put it out there. I like... I don't like how she got damaged in life by men, but I like that now she's like, I hate men! And I'm sure... Men are men are ruled by their penises and the, their minds are blurried with it and I just love this. And when she's I was watching her, I was like... Oh, kill you know, all men she's attitude. This, she's this badass chick and then when she said I was in Modern Family, I was thinking, wow, I'm sure that's nothing like this. <laughs> yeah. So I bet it was funny for people who are a fan of her to see this, like, all go, oh my God, I can't... I'm assuming she's just like a housewife or something. I mean, she's a bit of a caricature. Right. But I liked her. Amber Heard plays Miss San Antonio. Um, she was good. Yeah, she's like... I was going to say she's like Money Penny, but she's not. No, she? of course not. I mean, she, but she is is handler, as they call it. Right. Right. She's so not like Money Penny. Money Penny's Bond's handler. That's what she's called in the... In, is she's, she? Yeah, she's his handler. She She's supposed to relay stuff to him. She's... She barely does anything. She, but in in the books, she's his handler, and this woman's his handler. But she's, it's funny. She's like an under, she's an undercover handler for Machete, but, but she's, she's a pageant queen. That's her cover. But, right. So and she's just pretty pretty good in it. She has to do some stunts. Oh, that's just good. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez is in both movies. She turns back up in the second one. I didn't hate her. And I usually don't like her. No, at I, you know I what? I thought she was really good. Out of I was thinking when I was watching both of them, and the second one had ended. Out of every character in this entire thing, she is like a really like a. It's it's a very well written yes. character. Well rounded. She does a yeah. good job of not. being... And it's interesting what she's up to. She mixes up the tough chick thing, but she's toned all that down from early days, even from like Resident Evil when she just pouts like constantly and like, you know, and I really I thought a character made sense. That was, was, and I like the idea of the taco And she doesn't do it with too much bravado like she does a lot of times and I was totally impressed. Uh, Yeah. And uh, Charlie Sheen plays the President of the United States. He was fine. He was, and there's another person who you think that guy lost his shit. And but now did it he? seems. No, I, I don't. I don't actually personally believe he lost anything. I believe it was a whole massive publicity thing that actually made people talk about him. Absolutely. For a long time. Um, and also got him out of his show that he probably didn't want to do anymore. Yeah, I think it was all just a, a whole thing. Because look what it did. Yeah, well, it, it elevated him all over the place, didn't it? So. We'll say this, he's turning into his father. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, oh my god, his voice is the same, his his upper, like, from his top lip up, he is... And he you can tell, yeah, even from some of the extras on Machete Kills, you can tell that he had a lot of fun doing that, the playing the president. He's so fucking pretentious. Oh my god, when I listen to Hollywood people talk, I just think, please stop, I don't want to hear you talk, I just want to watch the movie and not know how full of yourself or how... You love name dropping. You love all these 
bullshit concepts like that of people basically licking your ass like oh yeah i'm i'm in a rodriguez movie oh yeah he can just call and i'm i'm there it just sounds so pretentious i just want to watch some people some people i enjoy listening to because they're not so like <clears throat> i don't know like you would think of people in hollywood who all they want to do is talk about who they've been in movies with and who likes them and who sees them and who called them up and who sent them a script. And that's kind of what I hear from him. And it's really, it's really sleazy to me. That's their world. That's fine. But and I don't have a problem watching him doing his thing because I was like, okay, I mean, it's him and he's going to be what he is. He was fine. Yeah. And I'm just, not a fan, but. They just played him up. Like, uh, I mean, they, they had those funny informational films in here where, what do you call those? The candidate films. They're not films. They're just ads for candidates. Yeah, that's we call, we call them like 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 mini commercial things that you have them on TV. There's regular commercials, right. like vote I thought for they were called uh, candidate films or something. They're mm-hmm. like fi- like thirty seconds long, and these always say something at the end like this message is approved by somebody or other. Yeah, just a commercial. Right. Well, whatever those Can't are, they did some of those yeah. in this movie, and they were just ridiculously funny. Like you know. Uh, but they're not that much off of what you see in real life, which was what made it funny. Yeah. yeah. I said, the I said there's that's, so many Americans the in the ad. They show him picking up like a machine gun and running out from behind his desk as the president. I said, oh my God, there's so many Americans who would love that kind of president. And, it's he, ridiculous. and he legalizes cannabis in every state. <laughs> 48 like, states, but yeah. yeah. Oh, 48 states yeah. out of 50. I wonder which ones he'd missed out. <laughs> Alaska. Uh, so I, think it's ele- I think it's legal in Alaska. Is it? I, I thought so. it was illegal. I thought it was legal in only one state. Mm-mm. Which was... Uh, Recreationally. But medical and... Oh. I don't know if Alaska it. has the same rules. So I'll have to look it up. Um, so, Lady Gaga plays La Chameleon. Um, La Chameleon. And it says La... The, the way they spell it is funny. It's not like a chameleon. It's the, it's even the chameleon in Spanish. Yes. So, um, so, we'll say there's a character called the chameleon. This is a assassin Lachem- person. No, it's just the chameleon, right? But in Spanish, it's La Chameleon. Played by four chameleon. people. Right. And she's one of them. And, and she was fine. I uh, mean, I'm pretty... I don't. I find her not that interesting, so... I can imagine, like, uh, if you are a fan of her, that that was a real kick to see her sure. in there. Because it is pretty fun. It's a fun, like, character. Um, Antonio Banderas plays one of the others, which is obviously is a long-standing relationship with Robert Rodriguez, so it's kind of like buddies were back together again. I didn't... He didn't really do anything for me, no. to be honest. But um, Cuba Gunning Jr. is also one of these. He was better. He had a quirky, weird, kind of like... It's very small. No country for old men kind of moment. Yeah. And then the other guy who I didn't write down, because I don't know that guy. There was four guys, wasn't Four people. It the played. first guy. Yeah. And they're all very brief. I mean, like, it's... Mm-hmm. it's what like. But Cuba Gunning Jr. made the most of his time. I think she did, too, if you're interested in her. Yeah. Um, and Banderas, he's not like he normally is. He's kind of, he was a different type of guy, so. And then finally, I put down, and he's in both movies, Tom Savini plays this hitman guy, Osiris. Um, Tom Savini, if you don't know who Tom Savini is, he's a, actually, not first and foremost an actor, he's actually a special effects wizard. He does horror movie special oh, effects. Guy. Yeah. Right. And he started acting in Robert Rodriguez's From Dust Till Dawn as the guy with the uh, penis pistol. Which actually shows up in this movie <laughs> yeah. again. But it's not a penis anymore. Well, it is. It is. It's, it's the same stra- pistol, pretty much. It's a strap on. Yeah. Um, I love how she fires it. And I love that. How that was. I was like, if that's not enough for you to want to watch this movie, to hear us talk about a penis pistol, <laughs> strap on as penis a strap pistol. on, and how she <laughs> fires the weapon. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're an adult, you're a grown-up person, no children involved. That would be enough to make you want to watch these movies. So Tom Savini's Mr. Practical Special Effects gore guy. He, he always was in horror movies back in the day. And I just really like him in these two movies. Just the same as he was in mm-hmm. Dust Till Dawn. It's really over-the-top character. It's, he was better the second time. second one, he you know tamed it down a bit. He had a little bit more to do in the second one. Like, he was a bit more important. Like, in the yeah. first one, he, it was brief. Um, so this is directed by Robert Rodriguez, we mentioned. You forgot Leonardo DiCaprio's voice. His and voice, And you also forgot it? Tommy Chong, or Cheech. Cheech Marin. Cheech Marin, yeah. Yeah, Cheech Marin's in, in the first one. Um, and Leonardo DiCaprio's voice, very briefly. I mean... Well, each time. Every time it was... Really the, small amount of... Yeah. How, how many lines is it? Like, But what? even that did, didn't sound... They could have done a better job of making it fit. Sound like him. Well, it sounded like him, but as far as looping went... I have a thing about looping. 
Because, you know, you're, you don't realize it. You're actually looking at people's mouths when they talk. I can understand how people can learn to lip read because you're staring. You might think you're looking at everything, but when people are talking, you're like drawn to their face. It is easier to know. Drawn to their mouth. Yeah. So when it's not exactly in line there or the sound is off, almost like when you have, when you try to put a special effect on a picture and the contrast is off and you can just tell the difference. It just sounds, yeah. I think the problem was because when Lady Gaga is walking away and she changes to his voice, that sounds like it's where it's supposed to be, and then the voiceover sounds like it's somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. It's got a more of a qu- different quality, exactly. deeper or something. So, yeah, it does sound a bit weird, but it makes kind of sense in this movie. And if you watch that fake trailer at the beginning, yep. <laughs> it really makes... I, I loved... <clears throat> there is a fake trailer at the beginning for the next Machete movie that kind of seems odd and weird, and then at the end, it just... They show it you again, kind of, and it's... Oh, it all makes sense. Like, I, I loved the way they did that, because it was like... Is this just taking the piss? I thought at the beginning. And then at the end, it's like, no, it's exactly what it is. Right. See, I thought it was 100% straight up like, ah, this is I thought going. they were being silly. Right. So, like at the beginning of uh, Tropic Thunder, that weird montage of ads that they do, that just, that just is kind of like... I don't remember that. Um, people who watch Tropic Thunder go, that was, the, that was my best part. Booty sweat. Remember? <laughs> you have to see that again then. I've actually got a kind of booty sweat downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> they sent us one when Sweet. the movie came out. So, um, yeah, Robert Rodriguez has done many films, which you've probably seen, or we have seen, Spy Kids series, Planet Terror, Sin City, From Dust Till Dawn, and the El Mariachi trilogy, which he did with um, Mr. Antonio Banderas. He also did The Faculty, which many people might Yes, he did. A really good movie, that. It's one of my first DVDs that I ever bought, The Faculty. Um, he's a good director. He's got his own thing. And it's all him. Yeah, he totally is all him. and um, He does it all. The editing, special effects. I mean, he gets down on the ground with the camera. He's yeah, his he's, own DP, I he's think. He's actually not involved in like the Hollywood studio system. He has his own thing. And that's, Do you know he's good friends with Kevin Smith and Quentin Tarantino? I know he's good friends with Quentin Tarantino. Because we... If you... Um, this is a really interesting thing. I'd recommend you to see it. If you like the movie From Dust Till Dawn... Get the Blu-ray or the DVD, and there's a documentary that's about 90 minutes. Um, it's called Full Tilt Boogie. And um, it's about the filming of From Dust Till Dawn. And there was a big um, strike, yeah. union labourer strike in Hollywood at the time. And there's lots of footage of Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. Um, and how they kind of want like out They get of in trouble for things like Robert Rodriguez likes to do his own directing. His own, he wants to be his own director of photography. He wants to be his own cinematographer. He likes to be his own editor. He does some of his own special effects. He does the writing. Yeah. And the unions say, you can't do all those things because you need a writer and a cinematographer. If you're going to be making a movie on this set in this town, you're not going to get a contract unless you do the... the so they just didn't do it. During Dust or Dawn, they yeah. basically halfway through said, no, screw that, we'll do it ourselves. And there's this whole... Yeah. You know, getting out of the contracts and all that kind of stuff. But then eventually they just went their own way and did their own movie. It seems like really bullish to say... I mean, I understand the concept of not wanting to wiggle out of hiring people... But to tell a filmmaker, or anybody, like... That you have to follow this. Yeah. yeah. And I just doesn't... In such a creative thing as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, on that side of it, it's not a creative thing, is it? It's a business, and you're making a product, and you have to contribute to the whole industry. You know, if you've got $50 million, then you can't keep it all for yourself. You've got to spread it around. And for anyone wondering, I still have a little bit of snot running down the back of my throat. I might sound a little bit funny <clears throat> and clear my throat every once in a while. It's still there, bugging the crap out of me. So, um, Machete Kills, I really like the cover, by the way. It's just like one of those cool Grindhouse posters that I really like. Um, it's done in that style. All the main Flames. characters. Um, so there are some extras, but they're so brief. Two yeah. things. There's a deleted and extended scenes thing, which... <laughs> You we know. figured out he's in love with one particular scene. Yeah, and in love with one person. <laughs> Lady Gaga. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. And then there's um, the making of Machete Curls. But it's not all it could be, because there was nothing about the special effects. Nothing, you know, there was some on the scenes, on the set stuff. But it was a lot of... 
the kissing ass thing, yep, yep. which I That's I'm kind I, of over a bit. Me about. too. Like I don't. I just want to see how you do stuff. Like really. I don't care that you like him, and it was great working with him. I'd want to know how, how the working with it him. It was went, interesting you know? to hear how Lady Gaga get in the movie though, because I always find those yeah. stories quite interesting. Danny Trejo's getting a tattoo in a tattoo parlor in Los Angeles. Lady Gaga's in the same tattoo parlor. Trejo is telling the people, yeah, I'm going to be doing Machete Kills, blah, blah, blah. And she says, I would love to be in that movie. He calls up Robert Rodriguez, and then it happens. So I find that kind of interesting. Yeah. Not with the, oh, it's Lady Gaga, but just the network of how it really comes together. I find kind of fascinating and weird. Yeah. Um, and there is a bit of that, but far less of that than I would like. Yeah. It was a bit more of like, oh, it's great working with Robert Rodriguez and that stuff. Which He does talk, though. I like that he gets up there and says stuff about us. But in the past, he's had some really good extras, and um, he used to do that 10-minute film school where he showed you how to make a special effect, remember? Mm-hmm. And then he did the cooking thing because he's really into Mexican food. Those things seem well, to have been... apparently is a chef. It says in his description. Those things have been dropped. Uh, they've... The ex- there's no extras on the first movie, which I was like... Maybe. When Machete kills again in space. He does the out, whole lot. He will do it, yeah. Yeah. So, in conclusion, and I didn't know what... I knew I might like this because it's Grindhouse, but I was always kind of off-put by it. I don't know why. I used to look at it and go, I don't know. Whatever. Me too. Then I, I, I'm super glad I watched it. I would throw it in if I was going to watch like a Grindhouse, uh, mm-hmm. the Grindhouse movie. I would actually watch these two. Where's well. how I think if we get Machete kills again in space in the next few years, I would watch these again up leading up. To oh, that. absolutely, because they definitely. <laughs> and last week you couldn't have, you couldn't have paid me to think that I would even think that because I was like, oh my god, it's going to be shotgun with the or hobo with the shotgun again, which I thought was fine, but I wasn't in love with it the way you were. I mean, mm. it was entertaining and... I would throw that in my little movie marathon of Grindhouse, <laughs> these, and hobo with the shotgun because they obviously are related to each other, all of those, um, because of the funny That'd fake That would be kind trails. of an intense night. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, but fun at the same time because it's weird like it's really weird it's like all off the beaten track isn't it it's a bit dystopia without the dystopia when you think about this these movies are a sort of tweaked reality where america and the culture of america and illegal immigrants has you know there's a wall that's being built and all that kind of stuff so it's a bit of a you know unreality reality yeah, which definitely. makes it more palatable to me a little more so um, I would recommend Machete Kills. Um, I know it did very poorly in the box office. Grown-ups only. Don't have your kids watching this unless you want them to go around cutting each other's heads off. Uh, it did very poorly in the box office, and I <clears throat> saw lots of things where people were like, uh, oh, Machete Kills is not very good. The first one was way much better. But um, after watching them both back-to-back, I don't really see a, it. I know the, I know one of them's a bit more crazy, and he even admits, like, oh, yeah, I wanted to go bigger on this one. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's worse. Ah. Could be like the Riddick trilogy then. Because the middle one got a little too big for its britches, a lot of people thought. And then the third one, while we can't say it'll bring things back down Seems to like Earth. Seems like it might get even... <laughs> but the thing is, if on the surface it's one thing and underneath it's something else, that that's what made it different. That's what made me like I've it. also got to admire Machete Kills all the references to Star Wars because there are many and I'm a Star Wars fan and I kept going oh my god there's some more and what Star I was Wars. thinking was Rodriguez is quite brave because he does touch on Mexican cartels and sort of the the, com- the mixture of politics and drug cartels and Mexican politics you know that that's like Kevin Smith getting death threats when he made Dogma right because you you can't be sacrilegious about Catholicism like it, you're evil and I wonder, because he just puts it out there. Like, it makes them look ridiculous. He makes the cartel seem like just a bunch of, like, ridiculous lackeys. And, you know, I just wonder about There's that. some funny goons, like, just disposable. Because, like, the head of the cartel sitting back to watch Machete Kills, and then he's being made fun of, basically. I wonder how that goes over. I don't think he sits down to watch it. It's too busy <laughs> selling drugs and... Uh... Ordering men around and stuff. I don't think so. I think the head of the cartel has got a time on his hands. <laughs> so, uh, delegates. So, conclusion, Sheary. I recommend that if you like this type of movie, obviously there's lots of people who would not like it. It would not go down well with them at all. But if you know what you're in for, I think you would have a fun time. I really had fun. Would you consider House of a Thousand Corpses kind of grindhousey? 
And um, yeah. Devil's Rejects. Yes, but more horror on the horror end. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, you, it's more, what it's more horror. You're unzipping your pants. <laughs> but I guess they are. I, I would say Devil's I Rejects. I like those too. More. Yeah. I'm a convert. I'm a convert now. I'm ready. I'm ready for the next one of these. <laughs> yeah, and this one didn't do too well. So hopefully, well, he does his own thing, yeah. so he can just make it anyway, right? Doesn't do well. Doesn't mean much because he doesn't spend a lot. No. So, and this could do amazingly on Blu-ray. It's that kind of movie, isn't it? Where Absolutely. people go, oh yeah, that was cool. So um, thank you to Universal, and I want to remind you. And when people like us say it's good. It's obviously good. Of course, millions of people are going to rush out to rent it right after they listen to this podcast. So if you go to my website, aschoolie.com, this week, we have four, count them, four <coughs> Blu-ray reviews. Uh, reviews? Contests. <laughs> no, barely can get one. So there are four contests available at the moment. So you can win Sweetwater, which is a Western which is new, with um, January Jones, starring January Jones from Mad Men. You can also win Badges of Fury from Wellgo USA on Blu-ray, which is a Japanese cop drama. You can also win A Single Shot, which is a drama. Uh, Sam guy in it. Sam Rockwell is in it. And finally, the movie we're going to be reviewing next week is called The Fifth Estate, starring Benedict Cumberbatch. You can actually win a copy of that as well, thanks to Disney for that one. So go to aschoolie.com. Four different contests, very simple questions. <laughs> enter them and try and win. And don't be a dickhead and try to enter like 50 times, because he figures you out. I have a script now that deletes <laughs> yeah. multiple entries. If you enter with the same email address, or even if you don't enter with the same If you enter address. more than once with the, as the same person... Because people are not bright enough to even change the name of the person. <laughs> they, they enter five times in a row with the same name. John Smith, John Smith, John Smith. My script just deletes all of your entries. You don't get an entry. So just enter once and you'll be no, good. But, oh, no, that's fair. Because no, someone it, might get caught in I, that trap. I, in my thing, it says multiple entries will be deleted. It says it on the thing if you look at it. Right, but what if my name is John Smith and I'm not that John Smith? No, it knows, it knows because you the people who do it do it. Like, in the 30 seconds to do four of them. Mm. Like, it's always, like, straight after another. It would be a coincidence that John Smith and John Smith entered at exactly the same time, and they were totally different. So IP it looks at the time of the entry? And the IP address where it comes from. Oh. And then it just deletes them. Clever. No wonder I never win. <laughs> <laughs> I enter, like, 50 times every week, and I win. I don't get shit. And yeah, and so am I, am I exempt from this competition? So next week, I mean, they are laying right there. I could just watch it and put it back in the box, and no one would know the difference. True. Next week's Blu-ray review is the Fifth Estate. Um, we will review that next week. You so, rarely have competition ones that we watch. So that's interesting. Sometimes when they do a review, uh, Disney they tend to give me. I think some... everyone should send you multiple copies, and we could give away every week. Yeah, it's often hard to get competition copies out of companies, but uh, Disney were very kind and gave me some more copies of the they fifth estate. Spread the Cumberbatch around, or whatever his name, Cumberbun. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. So, um, movie recommendations based on this week's movie. I have got three for some reason. That's not fair, is it? But three. There's slots for three. I'm going with Hobo with a Shotgun. I know you didn't like it as much, but I find it a really cool grindhouse movie. I love it. I love how it looks. I love how crass. It's very crass. It makes you feel dirty when you're watching it. It's so weird. It's a truly dystopian kind of. A I don't thing. think I've ever seen a movie where um, a bunch of children are slaughtered in such a horrible way, and it's not. It doesn't shy away from anything. It's like. And you love this. This, this kind of I love, says something. I just about love you. how ballsy it is. It reminds me of like one of those eighties. Um, yep. Video dystopian. Yeah. That like I watched. A, and it's I, I, very of the 80s when shit was falling apart, and you can think of lots of 80s movies where the streets are full of bums and hobos and street, fires in barrels. Street trash. And well. you've got, like, the whole economics is falling apart, and it's almost on the verge of Mad Maxi kind of a world. Yeah, exactly. It's that kind of it's world. It's lit in, like, neon oranges and yellows and pinks. It's kind and of And everybody's odd... desperate to either be the hotshot asshole villain or superhero hobo guy and Rutger Hauer in that movie I really loved him but my my, and it's ho he's horrible there's the guy who plays like the weird jock guy with the black yep. uh, it's like he's Tom Cruise out of uh, Risky Business but like horrible 
and he wears um, really horrible. He wears because uh, it's it's made in Canada, so he always is wearing ice skates. He's got ice skates with him. That guy, that guy is just disturbing as shit. <laughs> like as soon as he walks on the screen at the beginning, I I'm like, oh my god, that guy is terrifying. And there's some terrifying things he does along the way. Awesome film. I know you don't like it as much. It's Not more- as much. I understand the quality of certain parts of it, yes. But and it, overall, it's, it's... And that movie originated it's from It's exhausting. It's just like, oh, it's relentless. And Grindhouse is my other pick, obviously. And thirdly... Grindhouse would, is two movies put together. Planet Terror and Death Proof by Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino. You can buy it on Blu-ray and you get both movies. We saw it in the cinema in its original four-hour length. And it has these fake trailers in the middle of it that happen to be Hobo with a Shotgun and Machete. Yeah, so, which only started as little grains of ideas. True. Uh, and <clears throat> if you go back and watch that um, original uh, fake What's trailer... What's that Thanksgiving one? Yeah, that one was Edgar Wright, actually. He Is did he going to do a movie on No. That? <laughs> he, he just made that. And Rob Zombie did one, the SS, SS women of the something. It was like a, that is a weird yeah. Nazi thing. Isn't it? Well, it's a... Parody SS of, women of outer space or whatever. No, it was SS Nazis of something women, and it was like these sexy Nazi women killing people. So there was that one never got made either. But you know, maybe it will in the future. So and um, my, my final one is I was looking what are actually original Grindhouse movies. What's classed as a Grindhouse movie? And I looked at the top ten list of grind original Grindhouse movies, and one of them on the list, and I've mentioned it before, Vanishing Point. It's like the ultimate car chase movie. I told you, it takes place in a car 100% of the time. And it's interesting. When you say, I get really bored of car chases, the story is told from within the car the entire journey. And it's a 70s movie. It's called Vanishing Point. And it's what Quentin Tarantino's inspiration for Death Proof came from. So those are my three Grindhouse recommendations. Mine are a little more straightforward. The Mexican which I actually really liked, and remember it being, it's about a gun, <laughs> basically, at the heart it's of it. Brad it's Brad Pitt, got right? Brad Pitt, um, Gandolfini's in it. Yes. I think it's really good. I think it's one of those that maybe, get, and it's got its own style, kind of, gr- not grungy, but it's not big Hollywoody, and I, I think it surprises you a little bit now and then. It kind of puts me in mind of true romance, because it's just that kind of, yeah. you know. And um, my other one is, as you can see, I can't help it. It's on my brain. Uh, There's this little TV show called Bob's Burgers. It is an animated comedy series. And I can't stop watching it. I mean, I can't stop watching it. Like, every minute that I'm not consuming something else with my brain, a podcast or music. I've been trying to listen to more music because every time I get the urge to put Bob's Burgers on, I'm like, holy shit, I've watched this episode like (laughs) ten times. Like, I can watch the episodes endlessly. So you love getting a new episode every week. I do love it, but then what do I do? I watch it like five times in a row. And I think, okay. And then two days later, I'm like, I'll go back and watch that again. And I keep starting the whole, it's got four years, four seasons. I just keep watching, and I can't even explain why I think things like that are funny. It's like, it's beyond me, but I thought, the other day I thought, I'm going to look and see, like, on the internet, what other people think anything about Bob's Burgers. So it was on Etsy, and I typed in Bob's Burgers, and of course, there's fan it's art. It's huge. It's not huge. It's, there was, like, two I mean, it's on spot. Sunday night. Um, what I'm saying is, it's Sunday night primetime TV. Right, but that doesn't make it huge, because I bet I could ask a thousand people around this neighborhood. It must get enough and, viewers, though, to continue every time. Ooh, I'd say, but I don't know if it's like on everybody's mind. Because if I say to people at work, I mean, The Simpsons Bob's is obviously Burgers, the one that people people don't even watch that as much anymore. I don't think. Um, I would say Bob's Burgers, and they're like, "What's that?" Well, it's this cartoon, a cartoon, like for kids, uh, kind of, but not really. I mean, it's not dirty or as edgy, kind of as Family Guy or American Dad, but I mean, or South Park. <clears throat> oh, no, no, no. Something like that. It's like traditional-looking animation, and I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there. If you like comedy, that's a little bit, I don't know. It's sweet, and it's hilarious, and it's got great voices. The guy who does Archer, from, there's another animation. Which is does, actually back new right. as well. He does the voice of Bob and the woman that you like from Flight of the Concords is the voice. Isn't that her? Yeah. Yeah, who does the voice of... <laughs> 
the daughter, who's Louise, who's quite feisty. So I'm just saying, it's on Netflix, and it's worth it's worth watching, even if you're a grown up and you're watching it all alone in the dark under the sheet on your tablet, like I did the other night when I was coming to bed, and I'm like, well, I'm not ready to turn it off yet, and you were already asleep, so I pulled the sheet up <laughs> over my head like a kid watching reading a comic book with the light, you know, old. I had the sheet. I was in the bedroom <laughs> a couple of nights ago, and you were. Uh... <laughs> You were asleep, and your tablet was about three inches away from your face, propped on my pillow, and the Netflix interface was on, and it said, next, Bob's Burgers, and I was like, okay, she fell asleep watching Bob's Because Burgers. on my tablet, it won't automatically play the next one, which is good, because otherwise I would have laid there with it in my face for hours, but... All right, so... That's my spiel about Bob's Burgers. Games and Ace Scully stuff this week, not really played much, it's a really slow time, but I have... Um, Hearthstone, which is Blizzard's new card game. It's not... Well, it's it doesn't, new. Feel, doesn't feel new. You know what? It's not even out yet. So it's, <coughs> I'm, I'm in the beta. Oh, so, right. Um, so it, it will be new for everybody soon, and it's going to be a free-to-play game. Um, it's one of my favorite... I've got nearly 100 hours on my game clock. I can just sit there and fire it up, and I think I'll play one round, and it turns into 10 rounds. So that's your Bob's Burgers. Yeah, I can just... <laughs> play it and play it and there's always something you can earn more cards and you know you just i just keep playing it like i can't tell you why i like it because it's pretty simplistic i understand but i just like collecting the cards and i like beating people and sometimes on a big losing streak and i have to keep playing until i win one at least uh so that's hearthstone if you're a member hearth like like the hearth of a fire okay so yeah so the idea is all these will is within the world of world of warcraft but it's the card game that all the heroes play when they sit around the fire at night. Okay. Um, it's this game that they play. So it's not... You don't have to play World of Warcraft. But if you do play World of Warcraft, all the cards are based on characters from World of Warcraft. So it would make sense to you. To me, they make no sense. They're just all ogres and trolls. And But to people who are World of Warcraft fans, it must be like a dream come true. They must be like, oh my god, that's the Frost Wolf. Or maybe not. Maybe they think it's. I've fought the I've fought the Frost Wolf <clears throat> a thousand times. He's awesome. Or maybe they're not into card games. That's why they play the real game. Right, but I, I imagine it'll become part of World of Warcraft. I can't see why not. It'll probably be like when you go in an inn or a tavern, you can sit around and play it. I think that's why they actually made it originally. But then they realized other people might like it who don't like World of Warcraft. And I can vouch for it. It's awesome. If you want to get in the beta, you can just go to your Battle.net account. Go into your settings where it says beta participation. You can tick which betas you want to be part of. If you take the Hearthstone one, you will be considered for the next wave of... It's very difficult to get in, this beta. I don't know why I did. I signed up really early, I guess. But I've seen beta invitations on um, eBay selling for over $100. So people want to be in it. And it's going to be... Um, Summer this year is when it comes out for everybody, I think. It's going to be summer. Um, and they're going to actually bring it out on Android tablets, iPhone and iPad, as well as the PC and Mac. So I can't wait till it comes out on tablet because it's the kind of game where I would just sit on the couch and play it for a bit, you know. Um, so that's Hearthstone. I've also been playing more Gran Turismo 6. It's the kind of game I'll probably be playing all year because there's 1,200 cards for me to get, and I have to get them all in the Pokemon style. And finally, I've been playing Don't Starve, which I actually got you a copy of, and you have not tried it yet. It's free on the PlayStation 4. I mentioned it last week. I told you all about it, and I think you kind of thought that you would have fun with it. It is really fun. I have saved my game recently, and I'm up to day 38. So I have lasted 38 days without starving. But things are getting pretty dire and I've got no food left and it's winter time. <laughs> so uh, I will tell you how that goes. And that's all I've been playing this week. So sit up, what's for dinner? Tonight we're just going to have the basics. Your basic, which you always say, you'll, it's always your go-to meal. A, veg, a morning star, veggie burger, french fries and peas. Really boring. And then I'll probably go get some cookies or something. And my advice is, what? Say what you mean. Yeah, say what, what you says. mean. Not everyone does this. Some people use words and phrases that they think means what they think they're saying, but they're wrong because they're inaccurate or they're just not fully saying what they mean, or they're hiding something 
or they're full of shit, basically. And it's really annoying to someone like me who I listen to the words you say, and I'm talking a little, we've already had our discussion for the day, and there's other people too. It's not just you, but I listen to words people say, and when it's like, hmm, red flag goes up in my brain. That doesn't sound accurate. That doesn't sound correct. But that doesn't sound like it's based on something solid or real, then I will question it. And the words they're using aren't what they mean. They're just bullshitting. Or they've said what they think they meant, but then when you break it down, it's not... I don't... I, have, I, have, I think it's impossible for me to describe. So all I'm saying is, say what you mean, and mean what you say. That's it. And I will remind you about our websites, ascully.com, sidtalk.com, and you can catch us on Twitter. I'm at ascully, you're at sidtalk. Catch us on Facebook. Catch this podcast on ascully.com. Just click on the word podcast. You can subscribe there. Or you can go to Stitcher, iTunes, or the Zoom Marketplace. Email me at ascully, ascully.com. Don't email sidtalk. And stay classy, Mr. Robert Rodriguez. And we do recommend Machete. And you, that is a good, that is a, I didn't think I, I thought I would love this and you would hate it and that's what this podcast would be but it wasn't that nope and I'm going to say think for yourselves because if you don't people are doing it for you